Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast, delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hey there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. It's Oliver Banks here. And I'm delighted and proud to be your host and, of course, your guide on the journey to successful retail transformation. Thank you for tuning in. This one is episode 164, number 164. Now, we're in the middle of the Bunch of Banks' series. And I realised it's been a little while since I did a bit more of a personal episode. So today, it's my turn. And I thought it would be useful to check in on a few of the different questions that I often get asked. But if you have a burning question that you would love to ask me and I don't cover, then do reach out. Do let me know. And there are several ways to get in touch, but I will put them all on today's show notes at obandco.uk slash 164. So let's kick straight off. So one of the most frequently asked questions that I get is, what do you do? (laughs) Which I'll take that as a bit of feedback. But you know how many retailers struggle to change and transform whilst also focusing on the many different functional areas of expertise that are required to run the business? Well, I help large retailers to define their ideal operating models and deliver their transformation programs so they become more competitive and more profitable. I work with retailers directly as a coach and as a consultant. The coach side helps to build capability within an organization and provoke new thinking and new approaches through a series of private sessions, either with individuals or with a team. And then the consulting side is more about working alongside those people, those teams, to define, to develop and to deliver a great transformation. And my belief here is to get stuck in, not stuck on the sidelines. And I believe making progress drives more progress, which in turn builds the essential momentum that creates an environment for successful transformation. Now, that all might sound a little bit of gobbledygook. So when my children have asked, I say, I help people to understand difficult things and see what is the best option. Then I help to turn those ideas into real life. But also at my company, OB & Co, I am also developing a second side to the business, thought-provoking content, where as a retail transformation practitioner, rather than just an observer, I work with both selected and relevant vendors and retailers alike to create different perspectives. Maybe that's about informing a new strategy. Maybe it's about creating new content or weaving storylines into transformation. And the thought-provoking content side of the business also includes Retail Transformation Live, my virtual event. It also includes this podcast, The Retail Transformation Show, plus some other projects, which I'm working on in the background. So do watch this space. And again, how would I describe this to my children? Well, simply, I help people to think about things differently. 
And so I suppose if you are hearing this and if you are recognising that you struggle with change and transformation, maybe you personally or maybe your organisation or maybe you need to provoke some new thinking, then let's talk. You know, reach out to me. My email is oliver.banks at obandco.uk or you can send me a message on LinkedIn. And I will put those links on the show notes for you, which once again, you can find at obandco.uk slash 164. And my ask of you is, if you are thinking this, pause the episode right now, click pause and send a quick message and let's just get kickstarted, have a conversation and explore the options. So I hope that clarifies what it is that I do a little more. And then one of the follow-on questions that I also tend to get is, do I work in a particular category? And the answer there is no. In fact, I believe a couple of things. Firstly, I think there are some rich lessons to carry between categories in the retail market, which can help to feed new ideas and new thinking. And then secondly, the fundamental process of change and transformation is very similar across all categories. Of course, some of the details about a given change or transformation may be category specific. You know, the fashion industry doesn't often have to worry about the same elements of the cold chain, for example, that the grocery industry would need to worry about and many other examples that I'm sure you can think of. So I don't specialise in a particular category because I believe there is a, a great opportunity to take more lessons from a wider field of thinking. So the next question I wanted to dive into is, how did you get to where you are? So my career, and I'm going to use air quotes there, and I'll explain why in a little minute, didn't actually start in retail. It actually started somewhere between hospitality and engineering. Strange bedfellows, you may think, and you would be right. (laughs) Now, as a Former mechanical and systems engineer, I used to design office photocopiers, which perhaps may seem boring, and I would forgive you for thinking that, (laughs) but there are plenty of challenges in a photocopier, especially considering that they actually are made up of more parts than a car, so there is more going on. And this type of engineering gave me a really rich start to what I'm doing right now, actually. Problem solving, clarifying a challenge, using data and analysis and observations and logic to enrich understanding, envisaging complex systems of interlinking parts and effects, simplifying complex situations to communicate clearly. Plus that background also introduced me to Lean Six Sigma where I initially did my green belt and then my black belt. So actually a brilliant foundation for retail change and transformation. But at the same time as running that engineering career, I also set up and ran my own mobile cocktail bar business, essentially adding mixologists to add some flair to private parties. And then I also later launched an e-commerce store selling barware and cocktail glasses in the relatively early days of e-com still. Now, both of these felt quite disjointed from my day job and they were at that time. But just like engineering has given me a good foundation for what I'm doing now, both have given me some great experiences and great memories too. But nevertheless, from my day job in engineering, I wanted a a different challenge. So I decided to look 
for a new career, something fast-paced and something meaningful to many. And retail fitted the bill. So I moved to Tesco, initially as a project manager in their supply chain division, and then moving in to lead the store warehouse development team and into operations development as a program manager, and ultimately working as an internal consultant across the business. Now, during my time at Tesco, I experienced many, many different sides of the Tesco business, which was a fantastic experience. And I was lucky enough to have the chance to work across all levels of the business and with so many inspirational leaders and smart and savvy people. And for that, I'm truly thankful. But in 2015, it was time to leave the Tesco business, take on another personal transformation. And ultimately, I moved back into self-employment and founded OB&Co, where hopefully, as you may be a little bit more familiar with now, I work with retailers to define, to develop and to deliver retail change and transformation and provide the drive and perspective to make things happen. Now, a few minutes ago, I said that my career in air quotes didn't start in retail. Now, why did I use air quotes? Well, I didn't actually realise until fairly recently, actually, that I used to help my mother run her business at events. We were selling Dolls House accessories at specialist Dolls House fairs and markets. And I didn't realise at the time, and like I say, I didn't realise till fairly recently, actually. But that experience was deep into key retail skills like visual merchandising, replenishment, pricing, stock control, market competitiveness, and much more. And that was all from around the age of around 10 or 11. So maybe I did start in retail after all. I will let you decide that one. So another big question that I often get asked is, what about this podcast? Why did you start this and why do you do it? Well, I started the podcast, I suppose, as a way of marketing myself, building my brand, my personal brand. I used to listen to podcasts and still do, of course, and I enjoyed the value they gave me as a listener. So I thought if I enjoy listening to them, maybe I should try doing a podcast too. Now, this podcast, The Retail Transformation Show, started back in 2018, November 2018. And we've now had new episodes launching every single week for over three years now. And I'm incredibly proud of that fact and incredibly thankful and grateful that you are tuning in now and have been for perhaps three years. And it's a pleasure to have the opportunity to deliver the golden nuggets to you every single week. It's been a fantastic journey. You know, my mission of this podcast is to serve you up thought-provoking content and give you insight, ideas and inspiration to transform retail. Now, of course, if you like what you hear and you want to work with me to drive change and transformation or to give some thought-provoking content, then that would be fantastic. You can always get in touch with me at oliver.banks at obandco.uk. But if you like what you hear and you just want to tune in, that is also great. And I genuinely hope it motivates and guides you to successful retail transformation. And of course, please do tell other people about this podcast too. Tell your colleagues, tell your contacts, or please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or on other podcast apps as well. 
Another podcast-related question that I also get is, what's the deal with the golden nuggets? Ah, the famed golden nuggets. The famed golden nuggets, indeed. Now, the concept of golden nuggets actually, for me, came from earlier on in my career when going to training courses. And I began to understand a training course was a bit like panning for gold. Not everything that you put into your pan ends up being gold. But you need to carefully swirl it around, carefully consider, carefully review and see what makes sense. See what gold is in there. And then if you and I are panning for gold in the same river, we're not going to find gold in the same spot. Even if we both pan the same exact space, we'll find different bits of gold. And I realised in these training courses that not everything was for everyone. But it depends on elements like their perspective or their focus or their experience or even their mindset. But across an entire training course, there are some incredibly valuable key moments. And it's about finding the aha moments for you, those light bulb moments, those elements of inspiration, I suppose. And so when I embarked on releasing podcast episodes, I thought it's just the same. And so my job as the host is to make sure that the river is packed full of fantastic locations to pan for gold, full of potential gold. So you can pan it effectively and you can find those golden nuggets. And just like the podcast as well, please also do share those golden nuggets. I love to hear which bits resonate with you. I do find that super valuable. So please reach out or tag me on social media, whatever that is, let me know. Another great question that I get often is, why do I enjoy doing what I do? Well, this is kind of really linked into my core purpose, right? Which is all ultimately about making change and making improvements or transformation and breathing new life and energy into something that already exists. And that core purpose comes into play, whether it's a focus on the retail industry or whether it's a focus on my home renovation. So I'm very hands-on with renovating our home at the moment and always am if you have known me for a little while. <laughs> but, you know, in particular, I suppose this is probably a bit more in the world of retail. I love partnering with others to help and support them, maybe you. Discover the way and achieve meaningful changes to achieve the goals. You know, I'm an optimist and I believe that you and I and everyone can overcome the toughest challenges from any situation, actually. And to be honest, I do love a challenge or a journey or a change that doesn't seem possible. And it seems against all odds. But then when you do make progress, when you do overcome those barriers, the sense of teamwork and collaboration and achievement is just fantastic. And you know you have made a difference. You know you have left a lasting impact, positive lasting impact. And I suppose ultimately, I'm about wanting to make a positive lasting impact on the world one step at a time and leave it for those that I'm alongside in a better place for the future. So that's why I enjoy doing what I do. It's kind of deeply embedded in me. And that's linked to another question that I often get, which is around what interests you most in retail? And it's quite simple, actually. It's probably not going to be too surprising for you. But the answer of what interests me most is change. How the retail market is evolving and transforming is fascinating. 
I love to see the changing dynamics. I think it's really super interesting to see how different companies are evolving and how that plays out in dynamics between different competitors and so on. But also the process of managing and leading change itself. Change is hard. Transformation is hard. There is no right answer. There are infinite shades of grey, no black and white, unfortunately. There is no best solution, no best this, no best that. And a bit like the panning for gold, you know, what works for one company or one customer will just be a complete flop for another. And I think when you consider that against the backdrop of anything is possible, change and transformation is just the best thing. I, I love it. <laughs> Which is, I suppose, why I, I jabber on, on here about change and transformation all the time. And then I have got one more question that I quite regularly get asked, which I will come back to in just a little moment. But I do hope you are enjoying listening to this episode. And I do have some additional recommended episodes to check out as well. I was talking about Golden Nuggets a little bit earlier. And I think you should go and check out, if you haven't already, episode 158 and 159, which were the two episodes to celebrate the podcast's third birthday, where we took a bit of a look at the golden nuggets that have been on the previous 12 months worth of episodes. I love doing those episodes, packed full of goodness. Also go and check out episode 150, number 150, which was called The Ever-Evolving World of Retail. And there we dived into how the world of retail is changing, is shifting, and why it's so exciting right now. That was also the fun little launch of the new theme music as well, so I kind of always got a bit of a soft spot for that episode. And then in episode 100 was the last time I did a little bit of a more personal episode and there I had Michael Grange turn the tables and he interviewed me on the show. So do go and check out that episode as well. I will put links and references to all of those episodes on the show notes today, which you can find at obandco.uk slash 164. And whilst you are over at the show notes, you can also sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. Now, if keeping your finger firmly on the pulse of the ever-evolving world of retail is important, then you should sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing, which is my weekly email newsletter covering key headlines and innovation and developments from around the world of retail transformation, as well as insight and inspiration to help provoke some new thinking and drive positive change. Sign up for free at obandco.uk slash 164. Now, I mentioned there was one final question, and that is quite simply, what's your favourite shop to shop at? Well, personally for me, it's probably got to be Toolstation and Screwfix, which are two of my favourites, especially given I'm deep in a renovation and, like I say, very hands-on. So whether it's new power tools or fixings or any of the other paraphernalia, bit too much flipping through the catalogues. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting, I suppose, with my retail hat on because both are very similar models, of course, both very similar ideal customers and both work on a high level of convenience, both in-store and online. Both have quickly adopted an omni-channel single view of the customer 
in terms of aspects like fulfillment and order history and returns. And it just feels so natural as a customer. I also love stores and retailers where there is a deep level of expertise, where you as a customer can find out more about the product. I fairly recently ordered some lime plaster from a company called Best of Lime. And this is a great example where I was actually speaking to the owner about the recipe that that is used and about the different options and the different ways of working with it, painting it and everything. There's so much craftsmanship and artistry and, you know, a skill set there and a real passion about the product and about how the product is used and ultimately about what it is that the product does for me, the customer in this instance. Brilliant. Absolutely amazing. So engaging. Builds so much credibility, so much loyalty as well. And there are loads of stores out there that I know do a fantastic job of that. And I do, of course, encourage all retailers to take that same pride in the product. To be honest, I think the smaller independent stores and retailers generally do a better job of that sort of product knowledge and raw passion than the larger retailers. But I guess that's to be expected when you are nearer the founder of the business and that raw energy. Or maybe you are the founder of the business. And I suppose for a large retailer, the challenge continues to be, how do I create that same energy, that same level of ownership or accountability to enchant customers with that passion? And that can be done over a variety of channels, whether it's physical, in-person channels like stores, for example, or digital or remote channels like online or social. Now, right at the start, I did also say if there was a burning question that I have not answered, I would love to hear from you. Do reach out. I'll put all those contact details once more on the show notes, obandco.uk slash 164. And I really look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and to every other episode. It's a pleasure to spend time with you once again. Bye for now.